this is getting ready to be an extremely dope episode of Change the Subject. I am your host, BJ. You can follow me on Twitter at DergoBJ. That is D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. And if you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can do that. The show is um, found on the subject change on Instagram. Thank you guys again for tuning into my newest episode, which is episode 12 at this particular point. Definitely go back to episode 11 if you haven't heard it. That episode is called Put Her Second Sometimes. Emphasizing Sometimes. Conversation was not about putting women down, but just prioritizing yourself sometimes in your life. And that episode was featuring CEO Hayes from The Awakened Soul. But today, I have another great episode and another great conversation to have about our men. And I got a, a real one. I got a official one that came through today as another guest. I'm pretty consistent right now with the guests. And my guess is the <laughs> shit right now. I'm up there right now. So I'm really excited about that. But without further ado, I got to introduce my homie, my partner from the Officially Street Podcast. I got the bully. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sire from SO. What's good, homie? What's going on, beloved? How you doing? I'm, I'm excellent. How you? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain, man. A little bit of gorilla glue in the system, and I'm straight, man. I'm focused. <laughs> That's what's up. So, uh, just um, introduce yourself. Let let everybody know, you know, yourself, your show, uh, everything you got going on, Twitter handles, um, and all that. Oh man, so you know, I got to do it. Your what's going on, beloved? It's your boy Sayed. The watch got himself the hoodie season representative, banging on my chest, king of the backhanded compliments. All first verse, Sir Syed, Duke of Worcestershire, dripping in spinal fluid, Scotty Peppin, Smackavelli, Smacky Robinson, Washer Diamonds, the bad guy on the podcast, Bully. From the Officially Street Podcast, you guys can follow me everywhere at Sire S-O. That's S-Y-E-R-S-O. Except for Snap, fuck Snap. We're not doing that anymore. And um, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a, I'm one third of the Officially Street Podcast alongside J Omega and Cherry Poppins. And um I, I you know, I always have a hard time breaking my show up. Like when people ask mm. me what it's about. Because I start realizing that we're doing a little bit of everything, but we yeah, pretty much yeah. do a little bit of everything, you know. Every week, I think this is why people always come back and listen. I don't think you guys know what you're going to get the next week because you know we'll do a week where we're talking about shit that's just going on in the world. You know, what I mean, yeah, pop culture yeah. things, news. I always try to make sure that like I bring something news related, especially something that affects our community in there as well. Um. You know, so the show's just about that. And then we also interview people. Jameer Pond, we've had yeah, Mouse yeah, Jones yeah. on there. It's the real. I mean, quite a few people, Jonathan Mena, A King, so on and so forth. So we, we we try to talk with people who are like moving around and doing things and you know, are kinda known, but like we just wanna bring their story out. So it's not like we just like sit there and kick it with them and just talk about what's going on. Like we do like a really like in depth interview with them. And then the mm -hmm. last thing that we're doing um is called the uh Survivor series. And it's gonna be different seasons. So right now season one is the Cancer Chronicles and we're pretty much speaking with people and having them tell their story from people who have beat cancer and different forms right, of right. cancer you know we we have about seven episodes i think we've released three so far um 
And then we've had, you know, Cleo was just on there. Her father actually passed. So we're wow. also hearing her story of, of, you know, what it's like to be somebody who dealt with it, you know, somebody who passed from it, how it feels, so on and so forth. So you're getting every angle of it. So like I said, every week you guys are just going to get something different. You don't know what to expect, but I promise you that it's going to be dope. Yeah, I mean, right. I can definitely co-sign all of that because, man, these motherfuckers just had me crying in the car. Like, <laughs> I try to, I try to tell you, man, that episode was one of the ones that, like, while we were recording, like, we all wanted to stay strong, but yeah. we all looked at each other and we were all crying at that moment. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, it was just so raw. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I remember yeah. actually, it was, mm. I guess, it was vivid for me because, um, right before all of this had happened um yeah it was ironic because we actually saw them we saw her and de like right mm. before all of this happened i ended up driving up to a va to kick it with penrose Dope. and they pulled up like just so mm. happened and i remember um there was something that was supposed to go on and they said that they couldn't make it because they were transitioning um yeah. their whole family over to pa and mm-hmm. i remember hearing the episode and just hearing her cry and all of that, like that was completely new for me because she's yeah. always so tough. Exactly. You know, Yo, even as we were recording that, she was not trying to say that she's acting, but like she was trying so hard not to show emotion because, yeah, you know, she, yeah. she can't not, I don't think she means to come across the way that she does, but like st- strong. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, she doesn't seem like she's vulnerable at all. And we got a right, vulnerable right, moment. Right. You know what I mean? And I think she realized, she's like, oh, shit, I'm showing a little bit of emotion. They know me. I'm a real nigga. I'm t-. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, she started, you know, you know, putting right, the sniffles. Right. Oh, okay. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good, good. I'm good. good. And then kept it, kept it moving. You know what I mean? Right. But it, it right. was just, you could tell all episodes. She, she, there was a moment. We knew there was going to be a moment where she was going to eventually break down. Because throughout mm-hmm. the whole episode, you could kind of just feel it building. Like, she's talking about it. And, you know, you could tell she's being strong. But that moment, we knew that moment yeah. was coming. When they broke, you know it broke. Mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. it was a it was a great moment. And even me listening back, you know what I mean? I actually had to, like, walk away from my desk and go over to, like, the water cooler. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, you know, I'm at my desk crying <laughs> right that, now. That OG tear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the, 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 the thug tear you just shed right. one tear and just one tear only that's it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was oh, definitely Lord. a powerful episode man i, I really enjoyed you, it thoroughly um you guys again definitely follow the officially street podcast they have mm-hmm. an incredible show Thank a you. lot of different people that show up that you don't really know a whole lot of detail about and you'll be surprised to learn some of the movers and shakers in this culture and you know, it's just so many different things that they do very well. But the uh, Survivor series is very powerful. It's touching on something that really plagues black people. Um, that cancer thing, man, that cancer thing is getting out of control for us. And we kind of don't have enough resource to learn about how it starts, mm-hmm. the things that we need to do to combat it. You know, even Cherry yeah. being a cancer survivor, you'll yes. be surprised how many young people, you know, mm-hmm. go through those different bouts. So, it's definitely an eye-opening um, series that they have. So far, they had uh, the winner, Joseph, I believe her name was, yeah. and Jonathan uh, Minna, and then, of course, Cleo from the Danny and Cleo show. Yeah. So um, if you haven't heard it or haven't tuned in yet, make sure you catch up. They're really short episodes, under an hour, but they're powerful. So catch up when you can. Definitely. It's very needed content. Salute to you guys for that. 
Thank you. Every And I just want to say every season is going to be something different. So we actually have like the next two seasons already mapped out. So oh, those are dope. all going to be dope. different. But the one thing that we want to make sure that we do is we're going to be speaking about things that affect our community. You yeah, know what I mean? So yeah. that's why we're doing, okay, cancer, you know, affected Cherry. You know what I mean? She's a black woman on our podcast, someone that is of the culture. You know right. what I mean? And we wanted to show like, yo, all right, we like, yo, I we get a cough and like it should last for a little while. We just shrug it off. Like, yo, all right, we'll, yeah, I'll get better yeah. eventually. We don't do the doctors. We don't do, you know what I mean? Like that's, I don't know what it is, but that's what we do. Like we're just like, all right, we'll be all right. You know what I mean? And like yeah. this is just showing us like, yo, we should kind of take our health a little bit more serious. You know what I mean? Because and also just to get checked because you could be the healthiest. You know what I mean? Like a lot right, of these right. stories that we're getting, like people are just like, like, like one girl. I mean, I, I won't say who she is yet, but she was just like, yo, I thought I she thought I got a cold. Like she thought she had a cold. Right. Wow. Wow. Went to the hospital. Next thing you know, she full blown cancer. You know what damn, I mean? But it's just damn. things like it's just things like that, that we want to make sure that it's something that makes all of us think within the community. The next season, I think, is going to be very powerful as well because it's something that really affects our community. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to make y'all wait. But, you know, again, <laughs> right. I, I just want every season to just be something that's, you know, as powerful and as important for our community. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know it's going to be fire. We're just going to have to sit tight for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll tell you when we get off of it. All right, yeah. Inside tracks is always the shit. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm glad you showed up, man, because I got a really dope um, conversation, kind of something mm. along the same lines of, you know, really impacting us as black people and, no, minorities, period. Just, you know, the minorities as a whole. But before we get into that, there's a new segment that I do that's called QA and A. It's kind of like an icebreaker for every guest that I have on at this particular point. It's just five, you know, five decent questions. I don't really know what they are up front. I just pick them out at random. But then if you just so happen to get one that you cannot answer, you can opt for the alternative. But the alternative is the only one that you get. Mm, so okay. you, you're down to uh, answer a couple of questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do All it. right. All right, let me see. All right, question number one. Oh, this is a good one. Five million dollar record deal on the table with a five hundred thousand dollar advance. Who are you signing with, Dame Dash or Birdman? I'm going with Dame Dash, even though he's not like really in the industry like that much anymore. Right, I think right, he right. would be. I think he would value me more than a Birdman. A Birdman. Okay. Yeah. Okay, number two is a smash a smash session in a club bathroom or the backseat of the parking lot smash session. Or oh, the backseat. Okay, yeah, I figured, yeah. <laughs> a little backseat. cleaner in the backseat. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bathroom, you're going to be slipping and all that. <laughs> nah, I'm cool, I'm cool. You know, niggas missing the toilet, all that. Yeah, nah, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, it's like the Scarface thing. You, you in the toilet? You in the toilet? I don't, I'm, nah, I'm, I'm not doing that, bro. <laughs> not doing that. All right. Number three is you can only have one. Which okay. is more important, your barber or your cologne stash? Oh shit! Now I'm not like. <laughs> That's a hard one. Yeah, yo, cause 
I'm not like really, I'm not big on cologne. Like I'm not one of them niggas that wear cologne like every single day. Or if I do, it's like really light. But yeah. Damn. Uh, damn. It might, it might have to be. It might have to be the cologne stash. Damn, man. That's wow. trash, though. <laughs> Yo, because you know what, man? Like, I, a nigga like me, I really don't have too many choices as far as, like, my hairstyle. So, I need a shape up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to be cleaned. And I could act like I could do that shit here at home. But I'm actually wild trash. Excuse me. So, I'm going to keep my barber, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Number four is Vans or Chucks. <laughs> I, that's actually easy. I'm gonna go with Vans only because I have flat ass feet, and those yeah. don't work in Chucks. They don't but work they, in Chucks they, at all. They're good with with Vans though. Vans so are like actually with, comfortable as shit though. They're actually wild comfortable. I was in <laughs> denial for a little bit. Like everybody was going jumping on the Vans wave, and I was just like, man, I'm gonna keep my Jordans. I'm gonna keep my Nikes. And then finally one day, I just picked up a pair. Just like well, fuck it. I was like, yeah, I need to go and get like three more pairs. <laughs> right, right, right. I was really surprised at how comfortable they were because I always equated them to just being another off-brand Chuck. Like, yeah, but me too. Wild comfortable. Mm-hmm. So number five. Okay, number five is hypothetical. No, that's not even a word because we're going to take that out. <laughs> Somehow, as a married man, you contact an STD. Mm. You go to get checked and prescribe some antibiotics. Who do you want at the counter when you fill your script? A ex chick from your past that you did wild dirty or your wife's BFF? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I could already I could already think of the one girl that did wild dirty. <clears throat> but I'm going to go with her. Only because if she snuffs me, she's going to lose her job. I'm <laughs> definitely going to call a manager. I'm like, what kind of shit y'all got running back then? I don't even know her. No, I'm married, sir. <laughs> Man, all I wanted was my prescription. What are you doing? I got right, this shit right. from you. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. But nah, yeah, I, I would rather that because the BFFs, mm-mm. especially oh, my no. wife's BFFs, I'm cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have as bad as a couple of other people. So that's what's up. <laughs> man, I'm sure she would still snuff me, though. <laughs> but you know how that go, man. It's, mm. it's so many like instances where you run into these exes and it's I mean, it's uncomfortable either way. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like you see somebody that, you know, it didn't end too well. It's never going to be good. So no matter what situation it is, you just got to play it how it go. You know exactly. You always have some smooth shit to say, man. Shout out to you, <laughs> man. I get a lot of practice. I done had to fight my way out of some situations. I see. Somebody, like, yeah. hold on, don't swing on me. I got to. Sequ- oh, oh damn, I was say, what's that word? Sequil. Se- what's that shit? For the from um from Shakespeare, a, se- uh, a soliloquy. Se- soliloquy. Soliloquy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You stay with those, bro. Uh, <laughs> but uh. Pretty much is like, I think what happened for me in my younger days, when I used to get into jams, I used to hate like not knowing how to express myself because those moments used to get me in worse trouble. Like, especially when you didn't know like why you did what you did and you had to like stand before your parent. And Mm -hmm. just because you didn't have an answer, it was just like that got you fucked up even worse. 
You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I used to just always like rehearse. Like anytime I would get in a situation, you know how those those people that mm -hmm. like talk to themselves. Like, oh, I'm yeah, going to cuss yeah. this motherfucker out. And you, you practice what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's me every day. I'm like, dog, as soon as I see this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 and yeah. I'm practicing. So, like, I, it honestly developed, you know, preparation, you know, for mm -hmm. everything. So, like, I just know, like, okay, well, I got to be a little bit more intricate about how I move. So, this is the step. Yeah. Or I got to be a little bit more defensive. This mm -hmm. is the step. And I'm just always, like, trying to be prepared. That's it. It's nothing. I ain't no slick talker because I still get jammed up, but I just know how to clean it up. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I, I respect it. Honestly, as I got older, I know I talk a lot of shit and I and I fake threaten people all the time and all that. <laughs> I really don't want to fight, bro. Like, I played ball like three days ago and my body's still sore. So I can only imagine what a fight will do to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yes, I, I do always keep a, yo, bro, relax, bro. I wasn't, relax, man. Right. I wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even that serious. Nah, you know <laughs> right but those I be the ones that'll punch you they'll punch you and oh, that one definitely. punch gonna do you in like cause they already don't feel like it so they just gonna throw their hardest one out yeah, the gate and yeah, it's gonna yeah, clean yeah, your yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't I can't do it I talk way too much shit for me to be on for me to be on Twitter like yo the bully just got knocked out <laughs> oh yeah yeah that'll be bad for you ah uh, OD but uh, we're going to get into today's conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's kind of perfect for a guy like you who, you know, understands a lot of different things about the streets mm -hmm. being, you know, of the officially street podcast and all of that. So we're going to talk about something that you hear oftentimes from men when when you hear a guy say I'm good in every hood. Mm -hmm. It's the assumption that, you know, he's certified. Um, he's been kind of you know, stamped by the the OGs from, you know, before him. And mm -hmm. he gets, you know, highly recommended from, you know, the street niggas, the kingpins, whoever mm -hmm. you look up to in these neighborhoods. And unfortunately, we're only just a few days out of Nipsey being killed. Okay. Who was also considered to be good in his hood. And um, that same hood took him out. You know what I'm saying? So we want to kind of, talk about what does it actually mean and does it even mean us well to be good in every hood so like for you being mm -hmm. a young man you know coming from the east coast and having to you know navigate some of these hoods i mean being from the bronx and yeah. you know having to experience what the hood really is what is your experiences like in those hoods you come from well you see but with us, and I'm going to assume it's, it's like everywhere else you go, but in New York, um, you know, you have your boroughs. Right, and Every right. borough actually, you know, I know altogether, okay, it's New York, but every borough moves a little different right, from each right. other. You know what I mean? So I, for me, like I, I say I'm, I'm good wherever I go is because I know how to carry myself. Right, I, I right. think more or less it's, you know, depending on what type of nigga you are, how you move, I'm a civilian, so I can't even act like I'm a nigga that's running the streets and all of that shit. I just, I'm, I'm, I have respect. I give people respect. I carry myself a certain way. You know what I mean? Head on a swivel. You know what I mean? Whenever right, I'm out right, and about. Right. You know what I mean? And and I, I never been a, a dude that was a talker anyway. I listen. I watch. So on and so forth. So I think more or less when I say I'm good wherever I go. 
and I'm comfortable is because I know who I am and I know how to move. You know what I mean? I know how to carry myself. You know what I mean? I was right, in right. Philly just to go grab a, a cheesesteak. Shout out to Kayla. You know what I mean? I was out there <laughs> dolo and she was just like, yeah, you might, it might be a little hood over there. And I was like, okay, it's a lot hood over here, but I was comfortable. Like I, n- I never once was like, yo, I might get robbed. I'm a-. I was good because yeah. one, I know how to carry myself. I know how to move. You know what I mean? I know how to like walk around and not look like I'm lost. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, just I'm comfortable because of <clears throat> just who I am when I go out and about. So yeah, like I said, you know, I also make sure, you know, what I mean, wherever I, I'm, I, you know, whenever I'm out and about, you know, if I'm if I'm heading out your area, I know that BJ's out there. You know, what I mean, when I'm in New York, you know, I I got niggas in Brooklyn, I got niggas in in Harlem. You know, what I mean, so right, on and right. so forth. So just you know, if some shit, if I know I'm going out there and it's gonna be some shit, I at least have people. You know what I mean? Right. But that just right. comes to you know, I mean, just me being who I am. You know what I mean? and having these relationships and shit like that so you know what i mean i again at the end of the day i just think it's it's the person you know who you are you know what I mean? yeah, that makes you yeah. good and 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 your stance and shit like that when i look at like the situation as a whole with um how nipsey was done you know like to me it's it's a disgrace to the hood and some in certain sentences you have to like call it what it is it's a disgrace it's almost to say like we really as you know black people and people that come from the struggle we don't even really realize who our leaders are and how powerful it is to have somebody that comes from where we come from and represents us and goes to bat for us in such a way that not even your politician not even your church like not even some of your family you know is providing these things for you you know what i'm saying and to know that you couldn't see this man's potential and his worth and you just took his life from him you know what i'm saying it just makes you suck shit too yeah you wasn't even comfortable in your own skin as a killer you know what i'm saying like that's just what we produce and we produce in a lot of like falsehood if -hmm. you can put a title on it it's not exactly hood it doesn't breed any respect no morals no integrity you know what i'm saying you just doing you doing what you believe is not even really what you believe is hood like you doing something that you perceive to be as hood you know what i'm saying like you don't even realize that it's close to a lot of the things that we experience in these hoods so it was really a tragedy to see that play out but um the reason why i kind of want to have this conversation talk to you personally about it is because i feel like there's so many other hoods that we need to question whether or not we good in besides just the streets there's um there's a lot of hoods that we as men could afford to be stronger in and i feel like we the perfect two men to like kind of touch on some of the things that will make us a lot more aware of Mm -hmm. like what we're going into as far as like seeing the different changes already we're experiencing that people didn't have to necessarily be related or even no nipsey to feel it we're starting to feel again you know what i'm saying all these cities and all the people that all these cities you know what i'm saying like they had a a vigil here in detroit and when i say it was like the city came out you know what i'm saying like you i've never witnessed anything like this and it really it really showed that okay now 
we starting to get our senses back again. We starting to use, you know, our emotions correctly. You know what I'm saying? And now it's just time to awaken the rest of the senses. So I kind of just want to go through a couple of the different hoods that I think that we need to probably be a lot more stronger and aware when we come into them. And the first one that we're going to touch on, of course, is our manhood. Like, where do you think men are at this particular point now that we've experienced Nipsey, of course, experiencing other, you know, rappers and different people in power, you know, pass away. But in this particular instance, when it was like a hood hero, like in every sense of the word, like where do you think men are now emotionally in this particular moment in time now? Um, I hate that it had to be something like this that happened in order to show, you know, that men men can be sensitive too. Like there's yeah, been dudes yeah. that I've spoken with that, like I fought with these niggas, like you know what I mean, like some stand up dudes, and they're sitting there they're like, yo, this shit is different, bro. Like I can't right, even right. I can't even imagine what you know what I mean what his family's going through or just like just the effects that it has on people you know what I mean and you know me being scrolling through Twitter and like seeing men like talking about what they're going through you know what I mean right and, right and not even not even just from this like you know I think I think as of late men have been <clears throat> been becoming comfortable with expressing themselves. You know what I mean? Like, cause coming up, we were taught like, yo, yeah, man, you don't, you know, you don't, ex if you express yourself, you express yourself through, you know, like you physically do it. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. You don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Yo, if you're feeling down, yo, whatever, man, like the world keeps turning kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Today is different. You know what it's I mean? Like, wow, different. Yeah. There's people that, you know what I mean? You know, shout out to DE. He lets it be known that like, yo, he fights depression. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there's there's plenty of times when him and I had private conversations, you know what I mean? And we're just talking about what we're going through. Right, right. You know what I mean? And I think it's dope. I just hate that it always has to be a situation like this for us to speak up about it even more. Right, like I just wish right. that like all of us could just be just feel comfortable as, you know, the next man talking about what he's going through. Like, okay. We all go through yeah. shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right. That kind of brings me to a um an interesting uh point within mm. this manhood discussion because I mean when you speak of comfort, a yeah. lot of times we're not comfortable with things that we don't necessarily relate to. Mm. One of which could be a many of things, like when you deal with a guy that's sensitive or you deal with a guy that's more or less in tune. With, mm -hmm. this, with his emotions and feelings. If this guy just so happens to be a gay or LGBTQ yeah. um, representative or whatever the position is, it seems like us as men, we always tend to be a little bit like dismissive in our attitudes, not necessarily mm -hmm. saying that we have a homophobia, but ultimately we have what could be considered a strict comfort level. Okay. And it's because we come from these places. Like, even for me growing up in Detroit, I didn't really experience, um, I didn't really experience interactions with any type of LGBT coming up in Detroit or even Highland Park for that matter, mm -hmm. because it was almost hidden from the world. And I gotcha. understand why it's so overt at this particular point, because people just want to be themselves. But 
in your opinion not to be a little not to be too political about it but in your opinion do you think it's homophobic to have a certain comfort level like even though you're not necessarily shaming or you know dismissing anybody from that walk of life is it wrong or does it come off homophobic to just have a strict comfort level um i I forgot who it was that i was speaking to but um we kind of had like a similar conversation and you know he's like well then what about a gay man compared to you i said end of the day he's a man right 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 right. no matter you know i mean no matter what it is you know what i mean there could be gay men that you know i mean i they could be they could just be like any other nigga. You know what right, I mean? That, yeah. that maybe he, all right, he's gay, but maybe he also doesn't like to express himself. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. I don't think any of that really matters. End of the day, like like we're, like we're saying, it just depends on how comfortable you are in your own skin and yeah, how comfortable yeah, true, you true. are with expressing yourself. You know what I mean? Because not everybody, not everybody can do it. I used to... I'm. I'm I'm who I am today, but a few years back, I wouldn't be talking about some of the shit I talk about. But I have a podcast, and I'm now I've grown to be comfortable with right, expressing right. myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I can talk with people. I enjoy like yo. There's times when like I'm feeling down and out, and I won't say anything. But I'm just like yo. Let me just hit some people up. We'll be laughing. We'll get to talking about what we're going through, whatever, whatever. But it's like all right, I. I'm comfortable with myself that I can let somebody know what's going on with me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I think more men need to become comfortable. Now, am I saying, you know, go on Twitter and just let everybody know how you feel? Nah, I think that's a little corny. Yeah, but it is. have your select few people that you could always reach out to and that you're comfortable with that y'all can have these conversations. You know what I mean? And I'm just hoping that more men would be comfortable with you know what I mean? Expressing who they are. But I know some niggas and I know some dudes older than me that just came up different. Yeah. And no matter what, that's it is right. what it is. It has to it has to be a barrier some way. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, to break those cycles down a little bit. But like I think um one of the interesting things that happened to me within recent times was I was having a group conversation with a couple of dudes. And um mm-hmm. The conversation I can't really like paraphrase because it was so all like it was just a bunch of different things being discussed in one in general conversation. So I can't really pinpoint what was said. Mm -hmm. But, um, of course, we come from these hoods and our slang, you know, no homo and pause. You know what I'm saying? Like all of those things that come up from our hoods and where we come from. So there was a statement that was made and um, I didn't even know that this guy was gay. when he responded but naturally he when one of the gentlemen said something that he believed to be homo and then he said pause my man just commented and said pause for what what happened and like everybody just looked like what you mean but i was the only one that got it like Mm. that makes sense like when you say pause it's like it's basically referring to something that was already in the process of happening but you stopped Mm. it before it got to a certain point or before it could even get there so what had you that threatened to say pause to something that only you thought was homo nobody else saw it that way yeah um i just think with the whole pause thing or no i i I do more pause because i don't want to say no no homo because 
I'm a change man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I say, I, I say, I say pause. You know what I mean? But right. we, we, we did come up saying no homo and pause or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think it's that serious. Again, I think it's something that's more lighthearted. And I get it. Some people just like, well, if you aren't, then you shouldn't have to work. Nah, but yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you say something and it just sounds a little off. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like, yeah, that's a, that, yeah. was a, that was a, that was a big questionable pause. You know what I mean? And even if you don't do it, you don't know who you're, it's, well, if you know who you're around, you know, they might pick up on it and hit yeah. you with the pause. You know right, what I mean? Right, so to, right. to us, I mean, at least me coming up, you know, in, in New York or whatever, is pretty much who does the pause first kind of thing. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, yo, oh, yo, you heard what he just said? Yo, pause, bro. You went, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. crazy. You know what right. I mean? But it never was like a, oh, look at this. Yo, this nigga's gay. It never was that. You right, know what I mean? At right. least at least to me. At least that's the way that I use it. I never used it that way. Like, oh, this nigga saying some gay shit. That's why. Right, nah. right. You know what I mean? Again, it was more just to be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was more like a game for us while we were coming up. There was no malice behind it. You know what I mean? I wasn't trying. We weren't trying to compare, you know what I mean? Oh, gay person. Do. Nah. End of right. the day, it was more of a game for us. You know what I mean? But it just happens to play off of. You know, oh, you said some questionable shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. This nigga yeah. was what? this nigga was touching his ankles. Ah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right, bro, relax. Right, you know relax. what I mean? Damn, yeah. man, I was trying to tie my shoes. All right, you know what I mean? But that's that's just what we did. It's it's our language. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I get it. I um, I really I really wanted to be that open minded person because honestly, what I believe he was trying to allude to was simply by saying like no homo simply means you're homo like like yeah, most yeah. and in some cases it's it's kind of like a 50 50 thing because i do believe that heterosexual men sometimes tend to make shit gay like mm-hmm. you make it gay like um i remember being around like dudes who would just like do it way too much like you just making everybody just wild uncomfortable how yeah, much yeah, you yeah, think yeah. about nah, like dick on your mm-hmm. mind like my man would be like i went to the I went to the uh the food truck and got a sausage for lunch. Pause. Like my nigga, like only you thought about eating dick when you went to lunch. Like you went and got a sausage, my nigga. Like that's that's normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like sometimes you just make things gay for no reason. So like in that I sense, lie, I, I get it. Pause that too. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but no, I hear you. I definitely yeah. Hear you. You know, so just being, you know, that overt about trying to show people that you're not something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it is a little bit annoying and it can be somewhat offensive. And then even the comfort level as far as like men when they embrace each other. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that I've learned over time, too, is there is a like a systematic process to how we even embrace each other, because mm-hmm. If you notice when you hug your brother, like for some of us who genuinely love our homies, like we wrap our arms around each other. But then mm-hmm. there's other men who have to like do the handshake first so that they can hold your arm between mm-hmm. you and that person and then wrap their arm. It's still like a defense. It's not necessarily fully embracing your brother and saying like, look, bro, I'm glad to see you. I love you. Like how we supposed to be with each other. And sometimes yeah, that yeah, causes a discord so like i wanted to talk about like manhood in the sense of how do we how do we go about understanding each other going for going forward 
as knowing that we need to show more love. We need to show more support. We need to be more vulnerable with each other. We need to say, bro, I need you. I need help. I need support. We need mm -hmm. to speak out a little bit more. And us creating these barriers between each other is going to keep us from getting to that point. Because yeah. I see how you and Jay are. Like, you and Jay are like for real brothers. And I know that mm -hmm. that takes a lot of work. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. keep that relationship as strong as it is. So that's kind of going to get us into our next section of the hood, which is the brotherhood. Like, mm -hmm. what are things that you pride on, pride yourself on when it comes to brotherhood? Um, I like <clears throat> just what you were just talking about. Pardon me. <clears throat> I hug. Yo, if I really fuck with you, you know, what I mean, we probably we probably going to do the pound and then come in and it's going to be a hug. You know what I mean? Something like right, that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm very big on just just like us just being I don't want to say like. I don't want to say like loving towards each other, but you know, something like that. Like, just like really be like, yo, this, even if I didn't even come up with you, like, like you BJ, if you, if you hit me up, bro, we would talk, you know right, what I mean? Like right, I had no right. problem with that. Right. You know what I mean? Now it's not going to be every nigga I come across and I'm like, yo bro, how's your mental health? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. All right. Cool. I haven't seen you in five years, but you'll be good. I'm not going to get like that. You know what I mean? But if it's somebody that like, you know, I've been talking to, I've been knowing, you know what I mean? Like, I take pride in it. You know what I mean? Like, hi, damn. Like, it makes me feel good. Like, damn, hi. I know this person. He's a good dude. He fucks with me. I must be a good dude, too. You know what I mean? And, like, right, everybody right, else right. that, like, I come across and I could build these relationships with, you know what I mean? That makes me feel great because it's, like, an extension of myself, kind of. Like, Jay, you know what I mean? When I'm around him, like you said, he's, like, my brother. Even though... You know, we're both from the Bronx. We're from different parts of the Bronx, and we didn't meet until we came up here to PA. It's like if we just talk, you know what I mean? There's so many things that we both experienced. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. And I'm sure if you and I sat there and talked, I'm sure you and I experienced some of the same shit, just different people in different areas. Right, You right. know what I mean? And so, like, you guys get to... You guys have these things in common. You know what I mean? A lot of us out there, we have these things in common. It's just building that trust and that relationship with the next person so we don't feel like yo damn like when this shit happens to me i feel this this way and then your man tells you the same thing you're like damn i'm not alone with this right you know right. what i mean like those those are the little things that like i do to like build you know what i mean and, and 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 get these relationships with people and get closer and like so when i see you you know what i mean it's not even just like yo how you been bro it's like oh damn my man's yo how are you hug right, you know what i mean right, like right. i would rather that bro and like i've been noticing lately i do a lot of i do more of that than just like associates like it was good bro how are you? like oh I, I, we just went to like a game night like i don't know maybe a little less than a month ago me jay our wives and all that shit out in new york uh -huh. and yeah i swear like I'm bumping into all these people that I know, and I'm realizing like everybody that comes, Julius, yo, it's good, bro. Bang, hug. I only right, met Julius right. like four times, but we talk all the time. Jameer, same thing. You know what I mean? I'm sure if you was there, it would have been the same, same thing. Same thing, right? Like I, I, yo, maybe it's just me. You know what I mean? And maybe it's just it's just who I am, and I've just become as comfortable as, as I am. But I, I see I see it a lot more today. You know what I mean? So I think it is something that 
all of us we are trying to be a brotherhood like if you see on twitter you know what i mean even though sometimes it's all jokes like you know men be sticking together like when men will come together and be like yo women ain't shit and then the next man will say it you know what i mean and of course right, it's all right. jokes but it's just like all right women say that we ain't shit my man's just saying that women ain't shit i believe it too so let's joke you know what i mean but like we come together and we joke we laugh and then bang next thing you know all right we follow each other we talk we're cool bang listen to your podcast we meet in person now you my man's you know what i right, mean like right, it's, right. it's little things like that you know what I mean? And I, I see a lot more of it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I'm so happy and I'm I'm proud when I see these things. You know? Yeah. What about I, you though? I think like when it comes to brotherhood, that was always something that I struggle with. I still struggle mm. with um brotherhoods. And um the thing about it is because for most men that I encounter, I mm. think that they have a problem with the affectionate side between men. They have that mm. issue of knowing that okay it's nothing wrong with being held down you know what i'm saying like yeah, 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 yeah. the key word in being held down is being held like you somebody is keeping mm. you up somebody is supporting you you have mm. to understand that it's a process for that like people seem to get uncomfortable or squeamish when you think of affection between men but it's also yeah. a very great communicator so like i i appreciate when i see guys like you and all of the different podcasters the homies that i've developed over the years and when we see each other it's like a genuine embrace what's good how you been and we catching up and we trying to keep the events going as often as we can so that we can continually see each yeah. other because the brotherhood does actually matter but one Bro, of the man. things that i want to bring to your attention to and to the listener it's oftentimes when you hear men speak on brotherhood, it's always dedicated to the men. But yeah. what about the brotherhood to the sisters? Mm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like we always talk about how we want to be with the homies and we have these rules and this language with our brothers. But how do we protect our sisters within these brotherhoods? Like being a brother to our sisters is just as important, of course. But do we understand what being a brother means before establishing yeah, 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 yeah. brotherhoods with men and women? I don't think that we fully get it with the women too. It's you know, it's it's a little it's a little difficult. You know what I mean? Because again, men and women, we are we are different per se. Like you know, obviously, we can't we can't know what it's like when a woman goes through her period. So we can't sit there and act like we know. You know what right, I mean? Like right. yeah, you're going through it, damn. I, I, the best I can do is just try to take care of you. You know what I mean? Like whatever you need, let me know. But I, I don't know what it's like to go through that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But again, I, I will say, just going back to what I, I see, I do see a lot more men now out there supporting women because there's there's a movement right now with women, and I love it. You know what I mean? Right, that, right. Like right. they're really like. You know, look, I'm I'm just as important. I'm just as strong. I'm just as powerful as these men, so on and so forth. We have to support that. You know what I mean? Like, bro, and maybe maybe it's different for me because I have children and they're girls, and I want them to be strong individuals and take care of. Them. So I show them what a man is. You know what I mean? Right. So right. with these women out here that we interact with, is like, all right end of the day i'm a man so i want to be here to not even just console you but just be there for you i think we need to have more of that because it is important you know what i mean like i was just speaking with avery shout out to avery you know what i mean yeah, shout and out we to started talking about we started talking about the nipsey thing 
And it was kind of like a similar conversation. Like, it was just like, it went from that and it went to her, like, how's your mental? Like, you know, how are you? You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. And after me talking for a little, little while, I was like, well, damn, I like, we haven't spoken about how have you been? Like, what is, what have you been going through? Like, is everything good? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like you and your mans. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, you could, right. you could, you could be friends with a woman. You know what I mean? Like, right, you know right, what I mean? It don't right. just have to be like, oh, she's attractive. I'm going to talk to her. Nah, you, y'all could be friends. Yeah, you know what I mean, can. and and be there and just support them. If you see them doing something, if if you can help, help. You know what I mean, or if you just want to be a part of it, be a part of it. Um, it's just as important, man. Especially in our community, like just going back to just our community in general. It's both sides. It's men and women. We all need each other in order to move forward with what we're trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't and we don't always realize too that these women that we have these relationships they with they the come same shit we they do. come through they come from the same hoods we come from. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I really appreciate how like for guys like us, like even with you, you know, um how you make it like like blatantly clear that you're married. And even yeah. though you have the relationships and friendships with the women, you still know how to tastefully joke with the women yeah. like that's an education you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. for men because you have to understand that you can't it's not even really politically correct to call a woman sis but you constantly mm -hmm. flirting with her or you constantly you know like making sexual gestures or references to her because she confuses the relationships like this is a part of the reason why so many women are like uncomfortable even with the men that they're always yeah. around because they never know what like bag you coming out of like one minute you calling me sis but then another minute you you know talking to me like reckless so we have to be mindful this goes back to what i was saying earlier about how you carry yourself and being a person with respect and right having right respect. i respect these women just as much as i respect the next man you know, right, I mean? right. So that's why when I have these conversations, and even if they're joking, I'm going to joke with, let's say, a Jackie the same way I'm going to joke with you. I'm not going to do anything different. You know, what I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, what I mean, oh, it's a woman, so I can't, you know, do that. Nah, right. You know what right. I mean, you're still going to catch these jokes the same way the next person <laughs> is going to catch these jokes. You know, what I mean, and I'm going to support you the same way I'm going to. I'm going to support Jackie the same way I'm going to support you. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? And and you can do that. And it could yeah. stay like that. Like you can just bro, I do I do the for the culture posts all the time. You know what I mean? But if if anybody ever notices, I just do it tastefully. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I may yeah. throw like a something in there to be funny, but I never like I never post any any nudes. You know what right, I mean? Right. I you know, I'll do the like the bikinis or just like a nice dress or whatever. I I keep it tasteful. You know what I mean? Because yeah. again, I'm just showing that I respect. You know how many like just bare ass ladies I come across on Twitter. Twitter is is, is disgusting. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like when I come across something that's all right, boom, I'm gonna share this. You know what right, I mean? And right. I'm not gonna be like, damn, yo, this bitch is bad, or you know, right, the eye right. emojis. Like, nah, just get even to the culture. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Say a prayer before you go to bed tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, know, real you, shit. you know what I mean? Just just anything like that. But it's it's still a respect thing at the end of the day. And it definitely it builds the um the the confidence of the women that we socialize with because it's not just highlighting 
the the celebrity or the Instagram model is also shedding light on a lot of our homegirls, a lot of our sisters who, you know, going through so many different transitions and struggles and they just want to feel good. They just want to feel pretty. So it means a lot to have one of their brothers say, look, you know, shout out to you for shining and, you know, putting up the post and representing the culture just like you do. So I really I really admire how that makes people feel. You know what I'm saying? They always tend to like smile brighter or feel a yeah. lot more alive when they get those posts and it makes them feed into it and show love to other women you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. um definitely coming from a brother that's the proper way to put out the right energy you know what i'm saying making sure that your energy shines through to everybody well so everybody can actually feel it so that's definitely dope but i think we do owe our you know our sisters a lot more out of our brotherhoods because it does get jaded sometimes like sometimes yeah. you just you know calling her sis because you want to make her comfortable to take advantage of her and we can't continually promote that we have to bring awareness to that too but yeah, nah, that's wild trash yeah wild trash but um there is a couple more hoods left we got uh we talked on the manhood we talked on brotherhood but now we get ready to get into fatherhood now you being a father, you being a father of girls and yeah. you having to be the example for the young ladies that you're raising up to be queens in the future. We have to take some ownership of our past. So when I ask you about fatherhood, I'm not talking about your daughters. I'm talking about women in general. What kind of women have you given birth to in your lifetime? Like, think about that question. Like, think about... Yeah, that's that's a wild question. <laughs> when you think about the woman that you gave birth to, think about the woman that you you fathered her broken heart or you fathered her bitterness or you fathered her confusion of was she good enough or was she pretty enough? Like I know me personally um, in building myself up to be a good dude. There are some people that, you know, have some war wounds from me and I have to own that this person came from you know well this attitude that i have came from somebody being treated unfairly or dealing with the misfortune that i bought to them so like in your mind can you think of some instances of some women you may have fathered or get or given birth to in a sense um to to be honest with you man um it's gonna sound very how can I say this? Cliche, but I guess you could say my wife. Because she came from a household that was... I want to make it seem like it was precious type abuse. But it was a little abusive. You know what I mean? Her, her right, step, right. Her stepfather was... You know what I mean? He was on drugs. You know what I mean? I won't say he was strung out. Like, you know, he was a functioning drug addict, basically. Okay. You know what I mean? And... You know, she came up around that. And then, you know, a mother who didn't support her as much as, you know, like a mother should, you know, like I speak to her today and I'm just like, yo, you really are hard on like, you know, our, our daughters when it comes to the grades. You know, what I mean, I'm like the, the dude that's just like, all right, I want you to do good, but that sees all right. You know what I mean? My wife, she don't play that shit. But then she goes back and looks at like, her mother coming up and her mother was just like, yo, she didn't even like look at my report card. 
like y'all just got honor roll and she's just like yeah all right you know what i mean right, so right. my wife was really emotionally broken when we got together and you see me i was i kind of came up the complete opposite you know what i mean one i'm the baby you know what i mean it's just me and my brother but i'm you know the baby right, right you know so i had a mother who you know was like really loving was really like she was there for everything that i was doing same with my father i don't want to make it seem like my father wasn't there you right. know what i mean my father was the same way you know what i mean teaching me like all right you want to play this sport all right boom let's go and do it like i i had that in my life so i'm always like that with people when i know that they're going through things like i, I always sit and talk with people so i was like that with her throughout our whole relationship and finally when you know sh she left her house at 16 and came and lived with me because that's when we had our first kid you know what i mean she was pretty much just about to turn 17 so i got her out of that condition that way of living and now she's with somebody who when i moved up to pa my parents weren't home as much as you know i mean they wanted to mm -hmm. so i learned to take care of myself so that's why i can cook my ass off the way i cook you know what i mean that's why i could take care of myself i could wash clothes i could do you know what i mean so on and so forth i could do all of that my wife wasn't used to being with somebody who can do those things you know what i mean she was just used to being in a household where it was just cold right I'm somebody right. who's active you know what i mean like i want to make sure you're okay um so my wife went from somebody who was very guarded and and hurt and was difficult to you know to read and and she had a hard time expressing herself and and she felt like the next person was always going to let her down. Like with me, she felt like well, in the beginning of our relationship, she always just felt like, well, men ain't shit. So I'm just waiting for you to eventually let me down. Right. Now, you're right, doing all right. of this. You're doing all of, um, you know, taking care of me and not saying that my wife doesn't do any of that either. You know what I mean? She, you know, she'll cook, she does all that, but it's weird for her to have somebody that's just catering and taking care of her. So, I want to say that I helped shape who she is and she helped make me who I am today too. I don't want to get that twisted either. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like we both helped each other, but as far as her, like she even says it to this day, you know what I mean? Like you, you raised me kind of, not like, you know, like, not like that. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, I get who it. Who I am yeah, today. I get like it. when she wanted to go to college, I took a step back and I said, yo, go to college. I'll go bust my ass and work. And that's what I did. She's not, again, she wasn't used to somebody like, I guess she was just like, well, how are we going to do it? I'm like, all right, I won't go. You take care of you and you make yourself better. You know what I mean? Like I always just wanted to make sure that she was good. So seeing who she was when we first got together to who she is now mm -hmm. and how strong she is. And you know what I mean? She's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she can, if again, when we first got together, if she would have just had to go out on her own, she probably would have like just who knows what the fuck she would have been. You know what I mean? Right, or what she right. would have done or whatever the case may be. But who she is today and who we helped each other become, you know, what I mean, I'll same way. I'll say that she birthed me. I birthed her. You know what I mean? Yeah. We both helped each other. So for her, it was I, I, I would say my wife, you know, outside of, of course, my my actual daughters. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
you know, that's that's ultimately what I think we need to um, understand, because um, there is a conversation for a lot of us that um, we believe that because we have children, that changes us as men. And oftentimes um, what we don't realize is when we say that when I have my daughter or when I have my son, you know, my kids change me. A lot of times that woman is still waiting on her gratuity, too. Like she she's not even being evaluated as being a part of your betterment. And she gave you the kids and she gave you the time and she carried the baby and went through the labor and all of those different things. And it's like we always give the kids credit, but we yeah. never shine that light on that mother. And um, even in like looking back on a lot of the things that I did as a young man, you know, believing some of the things that the hood told me, um, yeah. a lot of women got mistreated to make BJ this good guy. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of experiences that I have to speak on on this podcast eventually, um, just things that I want to like bring to men's attention when we, you know, we base everything on sex and we base everything on taking advantage of the cat and mouse game and who can get what out of this situation we have to be a little bit more mindful of the type of women that we create with yeah. not being you know good in our manhood and good in our brotherhoods and good in our fatherhoods like we have to consider those hoods too we got to be good in these hoods too you know what i'm well, saying I, I think just kind of going back to what you were saying about you know i mean the the women that we've been with throughout kind of helped shape who we are we yeah. all been we all been that that dirt bag nigga you yeah know what i mean to at least yeah. one to at least at one least girl. one at least yeah. one at least but i think that ultimately helps change you depending on how bad you know what i mean things may have ended or whatever did happen you know what i mean you might walk away and feel bad about what you did or you might just be like, ah, whatever, just another girl. But there's eventually going to be a moment where you're going to be like, damn, I was dead wrong for doing that. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? I feel, and I'm, and and again, I'm not saying it's right, but I feel like every man goes through that, and I think every man kind of has to go through that. And you know, what I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I think we do need to go through and probably break a heart or two to help us ultimately. Um, how can I say this? I guess put a heart together with that with with, with the woman that you. Yeah, end up I, I being think with. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I mean. It's I'm not. Sorry, it's I'm not ultimately. Smack. Yeah, <laughs> you are good, bro. You good. Yeah, yeah. But I think what it is is that most in most cases the broken hearts are not intentional. They're um, not. Yeah, they're oftentimes you know just our growing pains and our learning mm -hmm. lessons. But in saying that, I do feel as though. If you reach a point to where you understand what you've done and you know that yeah. you're at fault, you have to at least own it and apologize for it in some way. Yeah. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, like, it's cool to, you know, go through that that period and you say, well, look, man, it was just a part of the game. Charge it. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. You know, it's one thing. But um, I've even had experiences. Of course, I got to talk about it eventually. But I had experiences where some women came to me even in this current relationship that I'm in mm. and have told me like you made me do things or you made me feel things. And even as a man, I had to say, look, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I owe you that. Like out of mm -hmm. respect, out of respect for the woman I'm with, 
I have to apologize to you now because I don't want that karma to come back on me while I'm with mm-hmm. this queen I'm with mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those are like things that I've honestly had to experience. And when I look back and I even talk to my lady about this stuff, like, look, this is what happened to me. And she's yeah. like, wow, like, well, what did you say? And then I go through the process of explaining what it is. And it's it's mm. therapeutic for me that even when I'm telling her the wrongs that I'm doing, she still sees me as current BJ. Yeah, you know what course. I'm saying? Because in some, she knows it, who you are. Right, right. But it was a time where I would be a little bit apprehensive to even go into my past because most people would judge you based on it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I just think in fatherhood, I do want to produce more um healthier relationships with women i want to produce yeah. a, lo- a lot more positivity um and how we compliment how we converse mm-hmm. how we be courteous to you know the women that we're around because ultimately one day i do want a daughter and mm-hmm. i want i want my existence to kind of like reflect in yeah. such a way to where you know like this is him and this is who he genuinely is you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying this is just not a rehearsed behavior like we do in parenting you know what i'm saying we just do what we think is going to make our kids exceptional but we still have to deal with that karma of what we produced before these kids were born i will say that your kids do kind of still shape you though you know what i mean i know that like yeah absolutely people say that like yo they made me who you are they didn't really make you who you are but they are a part of it yeah like yeah i like I've been tested I was tested recently you know what I mean I'm all pro you know what I mean whoever you want to be with whatever you want to do whatever your sexuality is so on and so forth you know what I mean and it was cool until it hit home yeah my daughter yeah. Ha- my daughter has a girlfriend wow so for me wow. I like when it came it was like a test this is like well you talk this shit on Twitter bro so what you gonna do you know what I mean and I had to you know when she when she told me you know what I mean I wasn't I didn't feel let down or anything like I was you know just happy at the fact that she at least let me know but yeah, like now she I was had comfortable to be, yeah but I I had to be like you know like I had to look I was just like well you know what she's going to love who she's going to love you know what I mean and again she's still young so I'm just like you know whatever happens you know happens but if this is the person that you want to be with and I see how happy she is when she's with her I'm just like yo you know what it's cool you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'm treating it just like if she walked through the door with a with a boyfriend. I'm still just like, yo, chill out. What y'all <laughs> holding hands for? I would do the same thing if it was a boy. You know what I mean? But again, like, it was it was one of those things that like tested me. I was just like, damn, I'd be supporting everybody. Like, what you gonna do? This your daughter? What you? you... And eventually, I was just like, yo, you know what? Yo, she's happy. You know what I mean? And she came to me and my wife. So she went to my wife first, and then my wife told me, and I was just like, "Yo, what the f-? like I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do I come across like that?" She's like, "No," but she just wasn't sure. I'm just like, "Fam, it's good, you know what I mean? It's cool, right?" You know what I mean, right. I was surprised at first, but like, I was like, right, "It's cool." She was just here at the crib today, you know what I mean? Right, right. But you know, it, it's one of those things that, like, yo, what if, what if I wasn't as open as I am? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that came that just came with time and experiencing things, man. You know what I mean? I'm glad that, you know what I mean, I feel the way I feel and you know what I mean, I accept people just for who they are. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to you for being the exceptional father, sir. You did? <laughs> I'll be trying, man. I'll be trying. Shit is I'll lit. Still be wa- I still be wanting to throw them in the chokehold, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially my son. My son be trying to snuff niggas for no reason. That's another yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, now we're we're on to a livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in some senses, your livelihood has a huge impact on how you behave. And the question I want to ask you about when it comes to livelihood is how you are raised a proponent of how you respect authority. You know what I'm saying? Because we look at how for blacks, you know, we Mm. in the hood, we deal with cops, we deal with gang violence. We deal with just, you know, just senseless things, you know, in the hood and those things shape and mold you when it comes to how you deal with authority, whether it be with a police officer or it could just simply be your boss. So like, yeah. how do you believe the hood affects us when it comes to our livelihoods so that we, that we can kind of get a better understanding of how we can increase the, the livelihood, the actual energy and happiness that we want by knowing how to navigate through these circumstances that we deal yeah. with in these hoods. Um, I think with authority, this is something that I actually do struggle with. Um, I grew up, you know what I mean? In the Bronx, I have plenty of examples of, you know what I mean? The stop and frisk, you know what I mean? Being slammed up on the walls and all that shit, just being bothered by the police. I've been through it. I've seen it. I've, you know, we've had. I remember once these people tried to break into our house and we had a, a little garage out back. But what they didn't know is that we had a Rottweiler and we had a German Shepherd in the backyard. Oh, wow. So what ended up happening was is dudes tried to get into our backyard, realized the dogs was there. They somehow climbed up on the roof, right? Mm-hmm. But then behind us, there was somebody who else who had a Roddy. So the dude was just stuck. Wow. So um, the reason why I'm telling this story is because I remember we called the cops. And now I lived on, you know, those that are familiar with the Bronx, I lived on East 231st right there by Bronxwood. Now, Edenwall Projects was maybe three blocks down, three long blocks, but they're like three blocks down. Now, Edenwall has their own um, police precinct. Okay, okay. So it took them over an hour to get to our house. Yeah, typical so to, cop shit. Yeah, exactly. But then you know we sat there and we was just like, "Yo, y'all, I could have walked, you know what I mean, to the precinct and like walked back with one of y'all within like fifteen minutes. It took y'all an hour." Yeah. So yeah. I've I, I've always I and and it's wild because I fucking work with cops today, but <laughs> not on some other shit. I'm, I'm in IT, y'all. I don't don't right, think right. I'm a cop, but I support <laughs> you know what I mean a, a courthouse. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like even to today, like I still and I and I hate to say it, I still, you know what I mean, suffer with taking them serious. You know what I mean? Like I really I don't wanna say I don't have respect for them. Like obviously, you know, it's it's a respect thing that they're out there and they put their life on the line and all of that. I, I get that. You know what I mean? I know a few cops. Yeah. But yeah. I just you know what I mean, I just have a bad taste for them. Now, as far as bosses, that's still something that I struggle with, and I think that comes with us coming up with hearing and thinking, and we should think like this, but being your own boss. 
Yeah, yeah. All yeah. of us want to be our own boss. You know what I mean? All of us want to just get it on our own. And then you look at having a boss as, I don't want to say some sucker shit, but just like some regular nigga shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, you, you, you're not a boss. You're not. So even I know I need to, you know what I mean, respect my boss at work, but I, I struggle with it as well. Like, I've never been like one of them niggas that like, Yo, your boss said it. Yo, damn, bro, I gotta go do it right now. Like me, I'm just like, man, all right, whatever, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? I look, I, I treat them like a like a regular fucking person. But then it's weird to me when I'm around people when they tell me, you know what I mean? Oh, they gotta deal with their boss and they gotta go through all this. I just be like, yo, why are you doing that? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. But yeah. sometimes I have I have to think like, yo, you know what? We're just different, and the jobs are different. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever right, it right. is. So. With me personally, and maybe I should change it. Maybe I'll be making more money or I'll be in a different place. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying that I'm a dickhead to like my bosses or my managers, but I'm just like, I'm just kind of like, man, you know, when it when it comes to them. And I think that's just how I was raised. And also my, my mother is like a, a boss, like, you know what I mean? Like literally like in her job, like she's like the boss lady. There's like one person ahead of her. You know what I mean? So like, I look at her and like if I feel like people don't carry themselves like my mother, yeah, you're a joke. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like my you know, like my manager now, you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying like I look at him as like a joke, but like he's just so relaxed and just like, you know, nonchalant about shit. I just like you're my boss. Like Yeah, real? yeah, yeah. You? Right. You know right. what I mean? So like I it's it's just it's something that I know I should change and I need to change and, you know, maybe it'll help me with, you know, my actual job and not like my dream, what I, what I'm doing, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me. And that's something that I do need to work on. You know what I mean? But like, how did, how was it for you? You know what I mean? Like, how do you handle, you know what I mean? Bosses or just anything along those lines? Yeah, I have, uh, um, I have an extreme issue with authority too but i deal with it in such a way to where i prevent as many um opportunities for us to communicate i try to prevent I, them as much as possible I you do know the same thing so what <laughs> i do is like i try to overperform um mm -hmm. my responsibilities i do the things that ultimately i know i really don't want to do but if it keeps me from talking to this motherfucker, yep. then I'm going to just go ahead and just knock it out. So, like, <laughs> um, with me being a truck driver, and um, I typically work in the same um, district every day. So, what I do is I tell my route planner to print out, like, let's just say I go to work Monday. I tell my route planner, print up Tuesday's work and give me that, too. So, when I finish Monday, I start a little bit of Tuesday. That way, I'm always ahead. And that gotcha. keeps the customer calls down or like mm. I'll go um, I'll go to a spot that I know is going to run out of product. And I'll say, well, look, I'm just making some suggestive selling runs. Um, I know that you guys typically run out of this, this, this and this. I got a little bit extra on my truck. How about you take it? That way you'll be restocked and replenished. And then they'll send the emails back to my boss. And he's like, oh, well, good job, you know, following up with the customers and it also gives certain incentives. So he very rarely has to say anything to me, you gotcha. know what I'm saying? And I prefer it that way because when he does have something to say, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exactly. um, I try to minimize it by just going above and beyond. And I think that that's how we have to kind of look at the hood too. 
Like sometimes mm-hmm. when we think like, oh, well, you know, party over here or, you know, the homies is over there. Even if you know your homies is comfortable with being in those areas, let's just yeah. all go somewhere where we're typically safe at. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't just feel like, oh, because we're from here, this is our stumping ground. We should just be able to chill and hang on the block. Like, no, yeah. let's just go out, you know, and be, you know, normal, be civilian. Like, you know, don't mm-hmm. play the hood, you know, like do certain things to encourage different experiences because we tired of getting harassed by cops. So mm-hmm. sometimes we have to, even though I know a part of being civilian, you know, being a civilian is being comfortable in your neighborhood. But still yeah. in all, if you know that your neighborhood is problematic, don't be in the midst of the problems. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like just building a bridge for yourself to be comfortable and staying out of the way of the fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? So. But you know us niggas, man. <laughs> Fucking nigga, I'm good in the hood. And that we'll be right there on the block right where we there. shouldn't be. Yeah. And it, and it'll I just be need to the, get Dutchess, nigga. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. You know, and it'll be that moment where yep. you like, fuck, I ain't going to even make it home tonight. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's a night in jail versus being left mm-hmm. there on that block. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's those circumstances that we can't even foresee that have us not coming home to our families because we playing the hood for a joke or, you know, not respecting the authority of the hoods that we come from. You know what I'm saying? I think the people that don't respect it just never really been around it like that. So you, yeah. So you think that it's actually like, there's a thing, falsehood. Like what Mm -hmm. are some things that are considered hood? That's not like really hood at all. Like, I mean, Mm. is, I mean, I can't think of anything offhand, but like just people who. Because you're a real nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, salute to you for being the real one. Because <laughs> this, I mean, it is, I'm pretty sure it is some things like, I mean, we look at, like, we look at a lot of our foods as being like hood foods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we just like yeah. what we like. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of things that we think are just. Like hood shit is just our culture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe if we look at it different, we'll know how to like appreciate things a little bit better. But I just, yeah. you know, it's probably a ton of things that we can probably get people involved in. So if you listening and you just so happen to know of a falsehood, something that people say is hood, but it's not really hood. Like give us a couple of suggestions just so we can further the conversation. I got one. What Whole is foods. It? Whole food. Leave the fucking chopped cheeses alone, my guy. Only Poppy or, or, or Aki from the corner can make the chopped cheeses, man. And then they be charging niggas $9 for a chopped cheese. You're fuck out of here. The only way you get a chopped cheese is from the hood, all right? That's one falsehood. People be thinking that, oh, I'm going to Whole Foods and I'm going to go get a chopped. You're not getting the chopped cheese, all right? You're getting the patty melt. <laughs> you are, you're getting the patty melt, my guy. Look at the cheese ain't even full. What kind of cheese is that? Artists right. know you're not supposed to use that. You know what I mean? Wow, um, man, that's nah, crazy. But, nah, but there, there is, there, there are some, some. Damn, I'm trying to think. Like, oh uh, man, I can't moving, think of just moving funny. Again, yeah, but, but just yeah, moving funny. I, I could, I could tell. Oh, I, oh, I have a, I actually have a perfect fucking example. All right, so. I'm going down, this is probably, I don't know, maybe like five years ago. I'm going down to the Bronx, and um, in my car, I have one of my boys, he's a rapper, 
and his supposed manager, right? So we driving down. I guess dude is from somewhere in Jersey, but like one of the nice places in Jersey or whatever. Okay, okay. So, of course, he's there with, with his mans that he's supposed to be managing, and he's a street nigga or whatever. And, you know, so the manager, I guess he's feeling himself and he's comfortable too because his mans is comfortable, right? right so, right. like, I knew, I knew his mans, the rapper, but I didn't really know him. So, you know, this is like the moments when, like, you're just feeling the nigga out. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you know, you you like real you know shit, you just filling them out and just like damn, well, I don't know, like I don't know about this dude. So like halfway there, getting to the Bronx, like I had that moment. I'm like, I don't know about this thing. And ends up happening is I, I I run a stop sign, not even noticing. I'm over by like Walton and Townsend in the South Bronx. Okay, and cops pull me over. Now this nigga who was just comfortable. Now he shook. You know what I mean? Oh, because now that right, they have right. him getting out, they had they had all of us get out the car. And let me mind you, this is just for blowing a stop sign. But I had out of state plates. But, okay, okay, okay. So okay, you know what I mean? They they probably think I'm out there getting whatever. So they they pull us all out, search us. Now I had a pen in my pocket, but for some reason the pen got twisted. So, like, you know, they search, you got anything sharp on you, anything that's going to poke me? Nah, nah, what's this right here? I'm like, yo, it's just a pen. And so he's like, well, get it out. I'm just like, yo, I'm going to keep my hand on the walls. You can go ahead and get it. You know what I mean? Last thing I'm going to do is reach. You know what I mean? So he's dead. Right, right, right. He's trying to get it. He's like, I can't get it. And he starts shaking. And then this nigga that I don't know, he's just like, side, just give him what he needs. I'm just like, (laughs) and I just look at my man. It's like, yo, what's good? Like. Now I look bad because I have this nigga here like damn near in tears. But he was just talking about riding 15 minutes ago. You know what I mean? Wow. It's it's things like that. You know what I mean? So there's people who just never been in certain situations, but will act like they could talk about it. Or, yo, if that was me, nah. Nah. It's not you. It's not you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Because now this this nigga, that was the first and last time I ever seen that nigga. Like, anytime I I linked up with this nigga, I'm like, your supposed manager ain't going to be there, right? Nah, 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 I can't fuck with him. Right, you know real, I mean? shit, but real shit. It, it's just little things like that. You know what I mean? I'm I'm sure we can eventually, like, I'm sure once we get off of this, I'm gonna think of fucking 15 things because I, I know I'm gonna think of Twitter. a couple too. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I just can't. Again, ultimately, I'm just gonna say moving funny, man. Yeah, that's ultimately you know I mean? your your example is the ultimate falsehood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you got. I mean, if you from that. You from that that hood, that authentic hood, then, I mean, mm-hmm. dealing with cops is just, like, a part of the process, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not supposed to be, you know, hollering from the other side of the whip or, you know, uncomfortable yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel you on that one. That's definitely the biggest fa- the biggest falsehood yeah, that, man. yeah, we can come up with for the conversation. But um, we close to the end. We got one more hood left that we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. Of course, we got to talk about the neighborhood, right? So there's a there's an energy or a language that comes yeah. from the hood, like especially from our rappers. You know, you get the rappers that are successful and you seeing the money phone, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They holding the money up to their ears. They got, you know, you see like black youngsters like throwing two million in the <laughs> Instagram video and they claim that this is a method of motivation. You know what I'm saying? But my question is, how do you stand next to success 
and not get jealous when you've been next to it your entire life and it never rubbed off on you. Like you have to think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like people always say, you know, I'm just trying to motivate the streets. I'm just trying to motivate the hood. But ultimately it's folks in that hood that that success and that that mentality never rubs off on and you end up creating more jealousy and envy than anything. So like how do you stand next to somebody in the hood that's successful and not be jealous in your opinion? I think dudes got to realize that niggas get hungry. And I don't mean that like uh you know hungry. I'm talking yeah. about like Yeah. All right, bro, you you're out here and you you're good. Like you're living life. All right, cool. You throw me a few bucks here and there, but like I'm still, you know what I mean? I'm looking at you doing this, that, and the third, but, like, you were just on the block with me not too long ago. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you can't put me on. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I want to say for niggas that are like that is I now kind of understand now that, like, I've kind of been moving around within the industry and shit like that. I kind of understand it now. Now, I'm not just going to, like, if anything ever happens with me and I take off, there is a group of niggas that I want to look out for. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Because, and and I'm not doing it just because, yo, that's my mans. I'm doing it because I see their work ethic. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm not going to go and just pick up my mans who just smokes weed on the block and just, you know what I mean, likes to kick it and laugh. You know what I mean? I'm going to get the nigga that has, I've been seeing, like, let's say I get on tomorrow, right? And I, uh-huh. boom, I blow up. I'm, I'm the next Timberland or whatever. You know what I mean? Like right, right. niggas is buying my beats left and right. I'm putting Jay on. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Because not just because he's my man's and I know Jay is nice, it's because I know the work that he puts in. Now, the reason why I'm worried about their work is okay, I put you on. Now what are you gonna do? Real shit. Real shit. Yeah. I, I don't know what you can do. You know what I mean? I know a nigga like Jay that like again and 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 I'm pretty sure with me and Jay, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm hoping, my nigga, that if you get on, that he's going to look out for me. Right, and it's right. because he knows my work ethic. You know what I mean? So he knows, all right, boom, if I bring him up to this level, he's going to continue to work. There's some niggas that I know that are rappers that if I blow up tomorrow, eh, uh, sorry, my guy, like, <laughs> you go to the studio twice a year. You know what I mean? Real like, shit, I don't shit. see what you do. Same with, like, the podcast. Let's say my podcast takes off. There are a select few, a select group of niggas that, like, I want to, like, drop that name in, like, this person's ear. Like, all right, if y'all really fuck with us, y'all should listen to them. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. But I'm going to do that based off of, you have a great show. But if you're dropping, you know, all right, I'm dropping one this week. You ain't going to hear from me for three weeks. All right, boom, here's an episode. All right, here's another episode. All right, I'm gone for a month. Here's, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah, shows yeah. to that shows to me, like, I get it. Sometimes things happen and you need to take a break. I get it. But if it's a consistent thing, I'm not going to suggest, you know what I mean? Let's say I'm in the office with a Charlemagne. And I yo, what are you listening to? I'm not going to be like, damn, this is my man. He's funny. He's inconsistent, though. But I, yo, boom, you should check this person yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I look back. Right, because now right. they're going to be looking at you like, well, you suggested this person. Right, right. So that's why you can't, you can't, do, I understand it now. Because I've been around niggas that can probably put me on like this. But they need to see my work ethic. Right, right, 
Right. They okay. Oh, you produce. Cool. Whoever you produce for, I right, boom. I'll say some names. They'll just be like, all right, I'll you know I'll check it out eventually. But now, if I say yo, I produce for Jay Z, they're gonna be like, oh, where? Oh, where? Right. Oh, right. All right. Let me see what work you've been doing. Okay. So these, he's, I'm showing that I can do this. Yeah. So f- for the niggas that are on, let's say you know somebody that's on, and you're hungry. Show them what you could do. All right, boom. Maybe you can't make beats. Maybe you can't rap. But let's say, yo, you're good with you're good with money. You know what I mean? Like you can maybe do like some type of accounting or something like that. Or you could just be the person that handles the money. Right, right. Show them that. Show them that. You know what I mean? Don't just be like, yo, my nigga, I'll roll your weed for you. I could roll my weed myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. It's it's just little things like don't you can't just expect the next person and and okay let's not even look at the extreme let's say I have a job and my man wants to do the same thing that I'm doing right right like, right yo I want to get into computers too all right bro what do you know well really don't know a lot don't even worry about it I got you tomorrow <laughs> no it's not right. gonna work like that it ain't gonna work you at know all. what I mean yeah right it's, it, you, you aren't gonna work my nigga <laughs> you know what I mean like. You just you just have to show you are like you have to prove your worth to people sometimes. You yeah, know what I mean? you can't just expect the next person to look out for you because we're cool, right? You know right. what I mean? Because now I'm going to be putting money into you, and it's a business at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Depending on what you're doing, like you know what I mean. If you're somebody who's on, I'm not just going to pay you just to be around, right? Because how do I right. make my money back? Yeah, you got to remember that a lot return. of these people. Yeah, right. these people that they're hiring. Okay, I'm hiring. I'm hiring you to do this. You know what I mean? Now you doing the work is you like all right, boom. I don't have to pay somebody else to do this. You know what I mean? Or I don't have to. You know what I mean? Go to like an outside company who's gonna charge me a ridiculous rate. You know what I mean? Like you, my man's. I'm. You know what I mean? I want you to come with me. You and you to come with me. Right. Boom, set, right. set this up. You know what I mean? Like just just show. That you that you can do something like just really think about what you can do. Like this nigga that killed Nipsey, he, you know, what I mean, this they're saying he was an aspiring rapper. Okay, cool, you're an aspiring rapper. He had like three songs that are out, and all of them were trash. Right. So right. Why is Nipsey gonna put you on? And now he, now his name is attached to you, and you're trash. Guess who looks bad? Yeah. You whatever. Right. You're gone. You're yeah. gone. You're trash. But, yo, remember when Nipsey put this nigga on? Yo, ooh, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? So that's right. why he probably, and again, this is just one of the stories that I heard. It could be anything. I heard other things. But that's just one of the things I heard. You know what I mean? Like, you have, you can't be that nigga. Like, you have to work for what the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, if this nigga's eating, if you see Meek and you know Meek and you grew up with him and you see him, oh, this is motivation. Yo, what can I do to be next to him while I'm doing that? You know what I mean? While, excuse me, while he's doing that. What can right. I do? Right, right. I, can, I can't just be like, yo, can I come chill with you? No. No, nigga. What can, I, what can you do? You strong eye, nigga, carry these bags. You know what I mean? <laughs> Show, hit this nigga. Like, yo, I've been in the gym, nigga. I've been hitting you know, 225 <laughs> for 15. Damn, nigga, you strong. I need somebody. To... Show them. You know what I mean? Just anything. anything. Or even if it's a job. Like, yo, you know your man's is, is doing this? Let's say there's somebody who wants to be a truck driver. And they're just like, yo, I'm working on this, 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 this. You're gonna look at them like, all right, he's at least trying, right, right. You know what I mean. So when he when he ultimately gets there and he, he yo, I got my license, I got my CDL, you know, you're gonna probably be like, yeah, I'm seeing you working. All right, man, come on, 
Now, let's say it's some other nigga like, yo, BJ, I, hold you, I heard you working there. You get me a job? Nigga, I don't know what the fuck you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Nigga, you're going to get in an accident tomorrow. Right. And now, really. my, now, my name is my on My name that. is screwed up. Yeah. My name is my name. <laughs> yeah. That, that's all facts. Like, I really, I really hate that, like, in any situation that we can pull from Nipsey's um, untimely passing, it's almost like the nigga didn't want to, he didn't want to prove himself. Like, he was mm-hmm. he didn't even want to prove himself to be a real killer. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't even a real killer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, where was your heart at, my nigga? Like you took off running for something that you felt like you intended to do. Yeah. Like, I just can't respect shit like that. Like, my nigga, be who you are, man. Like, don't unfortunately, we don't really have like this kind of conversation even in the hood, because we we don't know how to treat money. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we see money, we think that it's the answer to all our problems when a lot of times it's money mismanagement that's the issue. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact that we don't have it. We don't know how to manage it when we get it. It's so many things yeah. that we should pay attention to in order to better ourselves financially. But then mm-hmm. we just looking at a nigga that got access and we just like, my nigga, he can afford to give me something even while I'm getting you know, my just do. And it's it's so fucked up to look at it like that. You know what I'm saying? But then when you think about, like, giving back, especially for a guy like Nip- Nipsey who was mm-hmm. always giving back, always creating opportunities. Yes. It's how do you how do you give back without being necessarily pulled back? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because I was reading a, a, a conversation that uh, Black Sam, his brother, was having. And um, he was so like he was so hurt by what happened, of course, to his brother, which is natural. But ultimately, he did make mention of how often he told Nipsey to like stay out of the hood, like stop pulling up. You know, he was saying how like you could see him in like some of the like most treacherous projects with like one hundred and fifty thousand in chains and eighty thousand dollar Rolex. And he pulling up in the Maybach and some of the most scandalous hoods but you know he's showing everybody from that hood that these things are tangible and i get it but you but, see the difference with with nipsey is his he was his motivation was different from other people like niggas think it's motivating just to sit there and show you the money that i had nipsey's motive he was motivating because he's just like oh you see me i'm trying to buy i'm trying to buy this buy this block and i'm right, trying to buy right. this neighborhood and i want him trying to buy this for us right that's motivation right you know what i mean but then we all know there's always one or two niggas that just are gonna hate just off of the fact that you're doing something good yeah look at this look at this nigga here doing that we all know a look at this here ass nigga (laughs) or maybe we don't know like obviously we don't want to be around a nigga like that but like we've witnessed some shit like that. Yeah, I, I know six of them type of niggas. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right, right. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Trash, it's man. it's unfortunate, but like I just want us to like be aware that you know when we get to a point of success and of any kind, whether it's you know you found that woman that makes you feel whole, and you guys mm-hmm. decide to create a family. Um, there's a point where you have to like let some of these things go. Like you have to invest in the, you know, the hood that matters most to you. Like if you want to have 
that, you know, that family atmosphere, that parenthood, that fatherhood, that, you know, whatever it is, like whatever your hood of choice is, like you have to like kind of let some things from the hood go. And I think that us believing that the only way that we can stay down or stay loyal to the hood is if we're always there. It's not realistic as much as it used to be anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to provide, of course, opportunities for those those that we care about, those that we feel like will benefit from the leverage. I think leverage, not so much a handout, but just giving, you know, giving game, giving opportunities, you know, training people up like those things are tangible. But I just don't think that it's cool to believe that the only way we could be hood is if we stay in the hood. Like we all are like some sense of a hood booger to yeah. a degree. You know what I'm saying? Like we know, like, you know, certain points of the day or certain points of the night, certain things happen. We know how to move when niggas start shooting. We know how to do our one twos when this hood shit happens. But yeah. we don't need to stay in the hood to be validated as hood. You know what's you know what's even crazier is even the niggas that are in the hood don't want to be in the hood. They don't want to be there, right? And they don't. Yo, I yo one of my mans, he's he's still out there in the South Bronx, and but his his baby mother she moved up actually kind of maybe like maybe forty five minutes from where I'm at in PA, and so when he comes out here, you know what I mean he's always like yo he'll hit me when he's leaving. He's just like yo I don't even want to leave. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Like y'all don't even want, like I'm just out of the hood for a while, bro. Like I don't like I would move out here and I would tell the nigga like, yo, don't <laughs> But um but nah, like, you know, it's I always kinda like I feel you when he says that shit. Like I know you don't wanna be in the hood. Right, right. These are your circumstances. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And he's a nigga that's working on getting that's a thing. And this goes back to working. Yeah, working, working on right. trying to get out of there. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And trust me, I like. I, it's cool, and, and, and I think it's always good just to go back to the hood. You know what I mean? Because even me, I mean, I go. I mean, I go out to New York all the time. You know what I mean? And like, I'm comfortable and all yeah, of that shit. Yeah, it's it's cool to be out there, but at the same time, like, end of the day, when I'm leaving, I just like. This is a hell of a fucking day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to go back. It's quiet. Quiet, quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. When you, you know get I mean? to I a certain, it? yeah, you get to a certain age, it's about peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. And sometimes it, it, the it hood, is. the hood be too reckless. Like, man, I go to like the heart of Detroit sometimes and it's just like maybe three or four blocks, just like a drive, three or four blocks and you will see some of the wildest shit in four blocks. You like, damn, I haven't even driven a mile yet. And it's already like too much for me. You know, like, (laughs) you know, like you literally like the teenagers, like they have no, they have no code no more. You know what I'm saying? Like it's Mm -hmm. certain shit that you wouldn't believe people would do at this particular day and age. So, I mean, I get the hood has its issues and no, we're not speaking you know, down on the hood. But I just want yeah. us to realize that our validation doesn't necessarily come from what we've been through. It's how we withstand the things that exactly. we've been through. You know what I'm saying? And we have to teach that. Like, stop telling young niggas that they need to learn how to shoot. Like, yeah. be intuitive. Know how to protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop mm-hmm. teaching niggas that 
you know, pull a strap on somebody. Like, put your hands up first. You know what I'm saying? Like, be a man. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I think these type of things are lacking even in our hoods because, I mean, no, we're not advocates for violence, but sometimes a man does have to be a man. And a lot of exactly. these niggas is scared. That's why they shoot niggas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I always say all the time, you could tell a nigga that's scared to get punched. <laughs> Always can tell. Always. Like you can look at a nigga and you could be like, yeah, that nigga never got yeah, punched. Yeah, he ain't been punched. Yeah, you know you what I'm saying? There's certain niggas, you talk a certain way. Like, yeah, yeah, you never got punched in the face. I know a lot of niggas that, you in the yeah, face. I know a lot of dudes <laughs> that are scared. And I know some niggas that could like literally throw hands with you, like literally throw hands with their glasses in the mm. middle of their fist and they won't break them shits. Like them niggas yeah, yeah. are seasoned <laughs> at throwing hands. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. But, yeah, it's definitely time for us to just, you know, have a different construct to how we believe, you know, good in every hood is supposed to be. I mean, basically from our conversation, I just take it that you got to know who you are first and Mm -hmm. foremost, know where Mm -hmm. you are second, Mm -hmm. and then how to be a product or a benefit to the places that you're going to be in. Like, don't don't bring a certain energy Keep the energy that you mm-hmm. would want somebody to get to you. Show respect. Acknowledge when you're pulling through somebody's hood. Acknowledge them. Hey, what's up, King? Whatever. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. as coming in somebody's house. You know what I'm saying? When you come in somebody exactly. else's house, you speak. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain things that we need to know about how to handle ourselves in the hood. And I feel like we covered it. You know what I'm saying? So this was an excellent yeah. conversation, my G. You know what I'm saying? Got the I big homie on the man. show. Talking that talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was a good one. I appreciate you reaching out, man. Oh, man, I appreciate you. I was so fucking nervous trying to figure out what to talk to you about because I'm like, damn, like, I done gave all the good shit away because I got so much, (laughs) like, stuff in the can. So I'm like, all of, like, the real heavy men topics I had already done. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to talk to Sai about? But this was like perfect because I ended up, I just ended up stumbling across this and I'm like, this is what it is. And before I knew it, I had the whole show and I'm like, we got to get this done. So appreciate you for sliding up, man. No problem. This was an excellent conversation. So uh, give them your information again, Twitter handles and all of that. And we're going to close it out. Definitely. You guys can follow me everywhere at Syre S-O. That's S-Y-E-R-S-O. Um, and the podcast is the officially street podcast on pretty much any and everywhere that you can find the podcast and well, besides title, but, um, you know, um, yeah. And the, the Twitter for the podcast is TOS podcast underscore. So, all right. Oh yeah. One more thing. I almost forgot something. I have to, uh, bring attention to an event that I'm actually a part of. I'm going to be a part of a King's court panel for the I Am King Gala and Live podcast mm-hmm. event is really going to be dealing with some of these same issues that we talked about in this episode. The King stands for knowledgeable, innovative, noteworthy, and gallant. And it's going to be just a collective mm-hmm. of dudes coming together from different walks of life. And we're just going to be discussing issues that men are actually having, having that gay and straight male conversation, having that conversation mm-hmm. about men that come from the hood and the struggle and we're just going to chop it up. And some of the guys that are going to be on this panel is uh, Jaden Hollywood from the Bottom Line Podcast. It's going to be myself, um, Miz 100 from the Hood Geniuses Podcast, mm-hmm. Justin from Millennial Love, 
um the homie King K from the Drunken Knights. It's uh, a <laughs> uh, Dink from Drinks on Me and Rob Immortal from the Black Married and Fly podcast. And also DE is supposed to be performing live. So dope, dope. it's going to be a dope event. You can uh, catch that at the uh, Pascal's Atlanta. Um, re- I think it's a restaurant or some type of um, venue of maybe a I don't know what the venue is offhand, but I know it's called Pascal's. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Tickets are $50. If you want to grab a ticket, you can hit the link, um, the Eventbrite link at imking.eventbrite.com, and you can use the discount code BJ for a discount on your ticket, man. Like, if you guys can come out to Atlanta on June 8th, man, pull up. We're going to have a great conversation. It's going to be some great food and a whole lot of fun and some dope conversation. So if you guys are in Atlanta in June, definitely pull up. But that's pretty much my announcement but if you want to follow me and talk further on any of the things that you heard today you can hit me up at dare bj on twitter and the show can be found on um, instagram at the subject change uh again thank you guys so much for tuning in to me and the king sire talk about men shit and how we all can be good in our hoods um any comments questions hit me up this has been another episode of change the subject I see you guys again in two weeks. Peace. We out. Double back dressed in blue laces